This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Monday the 4th of December. It has been a busy few days for Elon Musk, yeah. Jazzy Boy. Last Thursday, he told advertisers to literally F yourselves wow. if you stop advertising on X. <laughs> then Friday, he launched the Tesla Cybertruck, which now has 1 million pre-orders, wow. all in a couple of days' work. I really feel like F you is really going to help bring the advertisers back, B-Man. <laughs> Good strategy. Now, Flux Sam, we've hit the month of December, which means a brand new month to check in with your financial thoughts and feelings. In the Flux app, we've got our very own money checking tool for you. It's five questions to reflect on where you're at and you can track your progress each and every month. So if you haven't done it this month yet, download the Flux app and check out the money check-in. Three therapeutic stories today, Jazzy Boy. Let's do it. For our first. 7-Eleven Australia has been sold for more than $1.7 billion to the owners of the 7-Eleven parent group in Japan. Uh, Nothing like keeping it in La Familia. Mm -hmm. Tell me more. Well, 7-Eleven, the entire chain, was actually founded in Dallas, Texas in 1927. And B-Man, it made its way to Australia in 1977 when two Aussie families gained the license to the 7-Eleven business. Fast forward to today and 7-Eleven has over 750 stores around Australia and generated over $5 billion in Mm. revenue just last year. But, Juzzy Boy, after owning the chain for nearly 50 years, Mm. these two local families put 7-Eleven Australia up for sale in May this year. Now, B-Man, at the beginning, the global owners of Sev's from Japan, they weren't too keen. But now... 7-Eleven has been bought by 7-Eleven Japan for a tasty $1.71 billion. And B-Man, this is well below the estimate of around the three bill that they were hoping for. A big number of 7-Eleven stores also happen to be petrol stations. And it seems like there isn't much appetite for the gas-guzzling convenience stores right now. Hmm, So what's the key learning here? Investors make decisions today to hold them in good stead for the future. But here's the thing, Jazzy Boy. The future of petrol stations is quite uncertain from multiple angles. Kurt Angle number one. Mm -hmm. Service stations make as much as 60% of their non-fuel revenue from tobacco sales. And the total number of tobacco smokers is obviously declining. Vape? Well, that's (laughs) another story. This means the forecast for 7-Eleven's non-fuel revenue is looking kind of uh, dreary. And then when it comes to fuel, well, that's going out of fashion slowly but surely too. Less petrol, more electric vehicles. For our second story, Aristocrat Leisure, the Aussie gambling machine manufacturer, is hosting a day for its biggest investors to address concerns over its social impact. ESG becoming more and more front Mm -hmm. and or centre. What's going on here? Okay, so B-Man, first up, we know that Aristocrat Leisure is an ASX-listed gambling company. They create global gaming content. Mm -hmm. They manufacture pokies, machines, and have even become a bit of a mobile games publisher. And B-Man, might I remind you that Australians lose around $25 billion a year to gambling. That is more per capita than any other country on our planet. And B-Man, a large number of Aristocrat's investors are pretty wary of its business model, particularly its super funds. Who are some of their largest investors? So now, Aristocrat is running an event for its biggest investors that's devoted to environmental and social and corporate governance concerns, aka ESG. Because as society's attitudes of harm change over time, so too do the investments of super funds. So what is the key learning here? Super funds are walking a tightrope between strong performing investments and ESG ambitions. You see, B-Man, super funds are set up to support its members during its retirement stage. So they need to deliver strong returns. But at the same time, super funds want to demonstrate that they have a strong conscience. Because they're investing the hard-earned of everyday Australians. Who may or may not want their money or know that their money is being invested into gambling companies. But here's the thing, B-Man. Gambling stocks have gained an average of 300% over the past decade. That's about 10 times that of the ASX 200 index. So large super funds either need comfort that Aristocrat and others in the space are satisfying some ESG metrics. Or potentially super funds may 
need to divest their investments. Mm. For our third and final story, Doc Martin's share price dropped over 27% after issuing its fourth profit warning in just 12 months. Dem 1460s probably not making the list of 2023 fashion no. trends, Jazzy Boy. What's going on here? All right, well, Doc Martin, or Dr. Martin as he's known, <laughs> is the British footwear company that's most known for its leather boots with that yellow stitching. Docs became popular in the 60s, especially among youth subcultures in the UK. And since then, it's grown to become a top boot of choice around the world. Now, Jazzy Boy, Doc Martens has warned investors that its earnings won't match up to expectations here. And this news has seen investors put the proverbial boot <laughs> into their share price. Yep, plunged over 27% that share price. Talk about a rough day. And talk about a rough year as well. I know, Doc Martens' pre-tax profit actually dived 55%, Ooh. according to its half-year results. And that's mainly because of weak demand from Doc's wholesalers. Which is made worse by warmer global temperatures. And that is making it hard for Docs to have their moment. So what is the key learning here? When seasons don't stick to the script, retail sales can become unpredictable and dramatic. You see, Jazzy Boy, with warmer weather and a late start to winter, especially in the US, consumers are not exactly rushing to buy new leather boots. So for Doc Martens, that means a growing pile of unsold stock. And a bit of a tight squeeze on their old profits. These kinds of seasonal changes can make financial forecasts very unpredictable for a company. Hey man, I absolutely love it when I get a question that prompts me to sit back and really think deeply about my response. That's exactly what we've got in the Money Check-In, five questions to reflect on where you're at and you can track your progress each month. The Flux app is where you can do that. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on Wednesday.